next on the 5 o'clock report. Those in favor will say aye. 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 The Democrats really yielded to every temptation. Again, it's clean up on aisle 46. We have a jury system for a reason and they let us down. Now, let's go to the newsroom. A subpoena for former President Trump. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. The committee investigating last year's Capitol attack voting today to issue a subpoena to former President Trump. Mississippi Democrat Bernie Thompson called the vote. Those in favor will say aye. 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 Those opposed is no. In the opinion of the chair, the eyes have it. Well, how will Donald Trump respond? Correspondent Martha McCallum has a pretty good idea. I would not expect that the former president would comply with this subpoena because he told four of his own advisors that they should not comply when they were subpoenaed, including Steve Bannon, Cash Patel, Dan Scavino, and Mark Meadows. During today's hearing, the Democrat-controlled panel concluded Trump was the driving force behind the Capitol riot. President Trump had already summoned tens of thousands of his supporters to Washington on January 6th to take back their country. Democratic Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy. Law professor Jonathan Turley, though, says the hearings could have been much more than Democrats allowed them to be. But I think that the Democrats really yielded to every temptation to produce one narrative and not allow any alternative explanations or viewpoints. Former President Trump can refuse to comply with today's subpoena or invoke his Fifth Amendment right to refuse to answer questions by committee members. Congress can hold Trump in contempt if he refuses to comply. Today's other big story, relentless inflation. It's showing no signs of slowing down. The consumer price index for the last month came in hotter than expected at 0.4 percent. The year-over-year increase, 8.2 percent. Everything's gone through the roof. Rents are Food costs up. Gas is up. Many Americans sharing his viewpoint these days. Bank rates' Mark Hamrick says that's likely not all that's going to keep going up. The Federal Reserve continues to see a bright green light with respect to future interest rate increases. Wisconsin Republican Congressman Brian Steele, a member of the House Financial Services Committee, lays the blame squarely at President Biden's feet. Again, it's clean up on aisle 46. We've had two negative quarters in a row. We are in a recession. Americans are feeling it. They can barely afford the things that their families need. All the lights are blinking on the warning screen right now. Now, some experts believe it's not all doom and gloom financially right now. Once we get beyond the end of this year, we should start to see that core rate of inflation come down. CBS Business Analyst Jill Schlesinger. Also a bit of good news for seniors today. Social Security benefits going up 8.7% next year. The cost of living adjustment, or COLA, the biggest increase in 40 years. Economist Pete Earle. It's what we would expect, uh, given that we have uh, inflation at 40-year highs. Beginning next year, the average increase should be about $140 a month. And America's churches certainly aren't immune to feeling the pinch of inflation. A new poll released by LifeWay Research finds that 52% of Protestant pastors say the current economy is having a negative impact on their churches. Last year, around half of pastors said the economy was having no impact. LifeWay spokesman Scott McConnell says, quote, as temporary assistance from the CARES Act expires and prices and interest rates rise, churches are noticing the impact on their finances. Correspondent Michael Harrington. The jury returns a sentencing recommendation in the Parkland school shooting. The jury having returned a verdict of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. That's the judge reading the juror's recommendation that convicted Parkland, Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz spend the rest of his life behind bars. The judge, though, has the final call between that and the death penalty. This parent wanted the letter. The jurors let us down. We have a jury system for a reason, and they let us down. 
Now to Connecticut. Flags there being lowered for two police officers who were killed, a third seriously injured while responding to a domestic violence call overnight. Bristol, Connecticut Police Chief Brian Gould says one of those slain troopers was a young family man. He is survived by his wife, Laura, and his children, Phoebe and Porter, and one on the way. Mayor Jeff Caggiano. Today, our hearts are broken. We're united in immeasurable grief for those hero officers. The suspect was killed when police returned fire. NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg says there will be severe consequences if Vladimir Putin unleashes a nuclear weapon in Ukraine. Just how severe? We will not go into exactly how we will respond. However, Stoltenberg says Russia knows exactly what those consequences would be. It will mean that a very important line has been crossed. Even any use of a smaller nuclear weapon will be a very serious thing, fundamentally changing the nature of the war in Ukraine. Russia pounded Ukraine again last night with its own missiles and Iranian suicide drones. Health now. Along with concerns about COVID and seasonal flu, another respiratory illness making the rounds. This one is particularly dangerous for the littlest ones. It's known as RSV. Children's Healthcare of Atlanta says they're seeing two to three times the volume of pediatric patients as RSV cases have skyrocketed in Georgia and at least 32 other states. Symptoms include coughing, wheezing, runny nose, and decreased appetite. CBS's Nicole Killian. Well, there's the so-called Buffalo Bills Mafia and one in battled NFL team owner now says there's an NFL mafia too. Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder claims he has dirt on NFL owners and league commissioner Rogers Goodell. ESPN reports Snyder said, quoting here, the NFL is a mafia and all the owners hate each other. Another owner reportedly said that's not true and that all the owners just hate Dan. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, we'll have an update for you on the top's shooting suspect, the latest on New York's gubernatorial race, and saving the Iron Pigs. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. The call for tonight still is soaking this evening, especially central New York, the Finger Lakes, central and eastern Pennsylvania. Elsewhere, it's mainly cloudy, a couple of showers, low temperatures in the mid-30s to the mid-40s. Tomorrow, maybe start a little cloudy and foggy for some, but ultimately it's a fairly pleasant day with sun, mixed clouds. Could be a spot shower, though, near the Great Lakes. High temps, 50s and low 60s. Saturday, partly to mostly sunny and pleasant, but a high temperature then in the 60s. Thanks, Kevin. Check back with you in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we take a look at these stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Election Day closing fast. A new poll shows Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul still comfortably leading Republican Lee Zeldin by 10 points in the race for governor. The Mayor's College survey includes those not yet decided, but were asked to choose the candidate they were leaning toward. The poll found that Hochul is up by 10 points, but only an 8-point lead when considering those who say they will definitely vote. With just weeks to go until Election Day, Hochul has outspent Zeldin by a lot and raise more money. Scott Pringle, there are more than twice the number of registered Democrats than Republicans in New York State. Meanwhile, Zeldin says he'll declare a crime emergency across New York State if he's elected governor. If voted in, the GOP nominee says he'll sign an executive order immediately suspending the state's cashless bail law, along with a slew of other measures in place. I'm willing to work with anyone. Assembly, Senate, Republican, Democrat, liberal, moderate, conservative, it doesn't matter. The Long Island congressman made the announcement in front of a New York City subway station today. The suspect in the Buffalo Tops shooting will not seek a psychiatric defense. Yeah, Mark, the attorneys for Peyton Gendron say a mentally ill defense will not be used for his state case. The Conklin, New York native is accused of killing 10 people and wounding three others during a racially motivated attack at the Tops grocery store on May 14th. He also 
faces federal hate crimes and firearms charges for the attack. The state's case has been adjourned until January at the request of defense counsel to review discovery material. If convicted, the suspect could face the death penalty. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thank you, Tracy. New York State sticking to its guns regarding its controversial new gun control laws. This despite a federal judge ruling them partially unconstitutional. However, Albany says they'll stay in effect while they appeal that ruling. One aspect of those new laws concerns the location of so-called gun-free zones. Congressman Joe Sepulinski says gun-free zones at church put lives at risk. If Kathy Hochul walked into church... She'd be surrounded by good guys with guns protecting her. If you or I walk into church, we can't carry. We can't protect ourselves and our fellow parishioners that are there with us. It just sort of shows the hypocrisy. Most police say they will use discretion in enforcing gun restrictions that they argue violate the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. Digital advertising aimed at kids as well as the data collection of younger Internet users would be banned under new legislation proposed in Albany. Yeah, that measure is meant to provide stronger protections for kids online and give parents more control over their children's digital lives. Studies have found that social media exposure can lead to mental health problems in children and teens. The bill is meant to safeguard kids against drug sales and being targeted by abusers and proposes more access for parents to their kids' online accounts. It would also require kids' accounts to have the highest possible privacy as a default setting. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Homelessness, it's a growing problem in many areas, including the city of Elmira. Many homeless now living underneath the Clemens Center Bridge. It's an ongoing problem, and it stems from several different things. Elmira Mayor Dan Mandel. Basically, what we have here is a lot of people that have mental health issues, a lot of people that have substance abuse issues. Elmira recently shut down a homeless encampment after knives, guns, even machetes were found there. We reached out trying to get them help through Catholic Charities. They refused the help. Catholic Charities Executive Director Nancy Coons. Two of the main root causes that we've been experiencing is mental health issues and substance abuse. The city's only homeless shelter had to shut down due to health concerns. Catholic Charities is opening a new facility to help address Elmira's homelessness problem. Well-timed relief or election season bribe? Well, it depends who you talk to, but the New York State Department of Taxation and Finance has started doling out additional financial relief to about 1.8 million eligible residents. The check's going to individuals who receive the earned income credit or the Empire State Child Credit or both on their 2021 state tax returns. The average amount of the payments about $270 per recipient. Most of the checks should arrive by the end of the month. Some critics say it's just another typical election season handout meant to sway voters. State financial officials insist the timing is purely coincidental. The Buffalo Sabres back at it. They'll be on home ice tonight as they start their new season against a longtime rival. They'll be hosting the Ottawa Senators at KeyBank Center. Buffalo being led by brand new team captain Kyle Ocposo and head coach Don Granato, who just signed a multi-year contract to remain at the helm, face-off at 7 o'clock. Republicans have reportedly seized on a reporter's comments that she thought Pennsylvania Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman was having difficulty making small talk. But NBC reporter Dasha Burns also said after the in-person interview that their conversation should not have been seen as a commentary on his fitness for office after he suffered a stroke. Other reporters who've interviewed the candidate are coming to his defense, saying that his comprehension and speech weren't impaired at all. We're learning more about where PA's gubernatorial candidates stand on public education. Republican Doug Mastriano has proposed eliminating property taxes that pay for schools and has said he would divert state funds from schools to students, allowing public money to pay for private or parochial school tuition. 
KYW's Mike DiNardo also notes Democrat Josh Shapiro proposes increasing state K-12 education spending and rooting more of it through the state's formula that takes poverty and local need into account. Election Day coming up soon. It is November 8th. And fire department investigators in Allentown say a malfunctioning heater was the cause of a carbon monoxide leak at a daycare early Tuesday. A blocked venting system also contributed to the situation. Investigators noted that Happy Smiles Learning Center didn't have CO detectors, which had recently been mandated by a new state law. More than 30 people, mostly kids, hospitalized from the leak, though officials say most of them have now been released. And finally, with unanimous and final approval Wednesday evening, the Lehigh County Board of Commissioners voted to transfer up to $3 million to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs for Coca-Cola Park improvements. The Iron Pigs have to make roughly $10 million in improvements to the park by April 2023 to continue the team's affiliation with Major League Baseball and the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. The market closing with stocks much higher despite a report that showed inflation rising. The consumer price index, as we heard, increased during the month of September. That didn't stop the Dow Jones Industrial Average from rising, however, by more than 900 points at times today. Investors investors may be betting that the inflation report means price increases will soon reach their peak. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 827 points to 30.038. The S&P 500 rose 92 points to 36.69. And the Nasdaq gained 232 points to close at 10.649. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Details available at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Many parents get a social security number for their newborn infants before leaving the hospital, creating more potential victims of identity theft. I am Rob West with your Money Wise Minute. About 1.25 million children have their identities stolen each year. Sadly, most of them know the perpetrators. They're often family or friends. Here's how to protect your kids. If they have accounts in their name, like a 529 education savings plan or a custodial banking account or one for Social Security at ssa.gov, use a strong and unique password for each account. You can also freeze their credit at the three credit bureaus. It's not uncommon for kids to have credit reports these days. Take those steps and it'll make it much harder for thieves to steal your child's identity. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, moneywise.org. All right, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, we'll learn all about Toby Keith. Not that Toby Keith, though. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. The disturbance bringing our rain today will be departing tonight. It's a cold front behind which lies cooler, drier air. The call for tonight still is soaking this evening, especially central New York, the Finger Lakes, central and eastern Pennsylvania. Elsewhere, it's mainly cloudy, a couple of showers, low temperatures in the mid-30s to the mid-40s. Tomorrow, maybe start a little cloudy and foggy for some, but ultimately it's a fairly pleasant day with sun, mixed clouds. Could be a spot shower, though, near the Great Lakes. High temps, 50s and low 60s. Saturday, partly to mostly sunny and pleasant, with a high temperature then in the 60s. Thank you, Kevin. And finally at 5... Uh, brought to you courtesy... Uh, the red That's totally 
Toby Keith, the singer, but we're here to tell you about another Toby Keith. Guinness World Record for Oldest Living Dog. Yeah, that's the proud owner of Toby Keith, the 21-year-old Florida Chihuahua. He's really calm for a Chihuahua. He's always been very mellow. He's still pretty active, but just slower. He eats slower, walks slower. I can relate. And to what might Toby owe his canine longevity? I think diet, exercise, and amazing genetics. Those do help. And why is he called Toby Keith? Well, therein lies a dog tale. He happened to be in concert, and I had tickets. And my daughter and I thought, how funny if we name this tiny little dog after this six foot four country artist. And the name stuck. <laughs> He's been Toby Keith forever. And he loves country music. He does. And the singing Toby Keith likes the tiny Toby Keith, too. After his namesake set that record, the singer took to his Instagram account to congratulate the record holder and his human family. And that is the world we live in for Thursday, October 13th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.